Welcome to Kidney Talk, a program of Renal Support Network, a show that streams health, happiness, and hope to the kidney community. You can download all Kidney Talk shows from iTunes and find a variety of resources to help you navigate this illness at rsnhope.org. Please welcome your host, Lori Hartwell, who has lived with kidney disease since the age of two. Well, welcome to Kidney Talk. Um, You know, today we're going to be talking about a subject that everybody on dialysis needs to know about, be engaged about, and understand that every single patient has a dialysis care plan. And what that is, is basically, you know, your healthcare professionals and you come together and they figure out what is the best plan of care. And today I have Joanna Galeas. Um, she's had kidney disease since 2009. She's on peritoneal dialysis. She's awaiting her first kidney transplant. Hopefully the call will be any day, Joanna. Um, she's a board member of the Renal Support Network and serves on the Network 18 Subject Matter Expert Committee, as as well as the National Network Coordinating Work Group. So I'm I'm so happy to have you here, Joanna, because you're going to help give the rundown about being an advocate to be involved in your own care plan. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you, Lori, for inviting me on. This is a great opportunity to talk about care plans. It's one of my one of my passions. Yes, I know. It's one of your topics that you're very, um, you want to educate people the importance of being part of your care plan. So let's just go back to the basics. What is a care plan? So a care plan is basically a roadmap of your care at dialysis. Uh, there are legally re- there are legal reasons why you have to have one. Uh, when you first start, 30 days in, you must have one. And then they have to do it again 90 days after. And then after that, you do it once a year. Um, and it goes over everything, your fluid control, your nutrition, your dialysis, your mental state. It covers every single aspect of your care. Uh, and it's so important because it's an, it's an active opportunity for you to participate in your plan of care. And so, like, let's give us an example. Um, let's say you're reviewing your care plan at, like, 60 days. Mm-hmm. And um, this might be an opportunity where, you know, you might be on in-center hemo, and you might, like, well, could I maybe try another treatment option? I mean, that could be a question that could be um, presented in a care plan, correct? Exactly, because in the care plan, it actually has a section for modality, and it says, does the patient know about other treatments? Does the patient know about hemo and center? Sorry, those are the same, but about PD. Or home hemo or, home or hemo. transplant. Exactly. It says, has the uh, patient been educated on these different modalities? And then if the patient has it, it even has an opportunity to say, will educate patient going mm-hmm. forward. Mm-hmm. So that's the opportunity to ask questions. Because when you're first diagnosed, you may not be ready for a transplant, and you might that might not be part of your care plan, but a year out, it may be, or... Exactly. 30 days in, you couldn't have talked to me about anything, anything at all. You just hear blah, 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 That's blah, blah. That's all you hear. <laughs> and you try to make sense of it every time you're there. But it really, it really, for me, it was a haze. It was at least a 30-day haze, um, if not more. Still now, I'm still learning. I know you're a little out of it at times, I have to admit, Joanna. No, I I'm am. just kidding. I am. Um, I don't want to say ditzy, I know, but I wanna, you know, yeah, I live no. in my head a lot. Um, I'm just kidding. But a, a year out, you're ready. A year out, you could be ready to talk about some of those different things, especially modality. 
Right. Because, I mean, um, one of the things I often want to tell people is that, you know, if you want to start out with one treatment option, you don't have to stay on it. You're, you have the ability to switch. And I think a lot of people don't know that because I've been on all treatment options, you know, from CAPD to home hemo right. to in-center. And I prefer PD. And I prefer the cycler. And I know that's what you're that's on. That's what I am. And, yeah. uh, um, but also when you're on home dialysis, uh, you are more charge of your care. So there are care plans for people on home and care plans for people in centers. So can you tell us a little bit, you go to the clinic once a month, is that correct? I go to the clinic twice a month. I go once for a blood work and then two or three weeks later to meet with a doctor to review that blood work. Okay. And then so is your care plan reviewed at that time or just once a year now? Well, now I've been on dialysis for six years now um, in February. So now it's once a year. Okay. And I just had mine, actually. So what happened during your care plan? Uh, So this year, uh, at my last appointment, they brought me my care plan, and it's about a seven-page care plan for me. Mm -hmm. Uh, And they said, okay, here's your care plan. Not much has changed, so go ahead and sign. And, well, I want to read it. Right. Even though it's true, not a lot has changed because I'm on PD, so... I keep pretty constant numbers. Mm-hmm. I still want to take that opportunity to look through it. So this is an opportunity. It's it's a legal requirement that you sign the care plan. It is. And everyone must sign everyone it. Everyone must sign it um, the first 30 days and the 60 days and then the year out. Yes. So I guess Well, not everyone. Mess- not, not like everyone. the president. Not like any celebrities. Oh. Just the doctor. Okay, but you nurse, have to sign it as a patient. The social worker, the nutritionist, and the patient, yes. And so everybody signs it. And I think it's interesting because um, I wonder how many people say, I want to read this before I sign it. Because, you know, I've been the type of person who, you know, I'm given a document. How many times have we been given an app on our phone that says, oh, do you want to read this? And we're like, oh, I'll just check off and get the app for free. I want to <laughs> I want to go. And then you find out later that you just basically, all your information has you been stolen on your phone and pill off of your phone because you wanted some free music. But anyways, um, that's another story. That's another kidney talk. But, um, you know, what was the reaction? Like, you know, I want to review this and I want to take it. And this is your opportunity to say, wait a second, maybe I want to change something. Exactly. And give an example of something that could change in a care plan. Exactly. Well, that was exactly me the first three, four years. They would say, here's your care plan. Not much has changed. Go ahead, sign here. I would say, okay, I trust you and I'll just sign, right? I'm in a daze. I don't really know. I'm not the, I'm not the expert, but being more engaged has taught me that I do have something to say. I do have something to add, right? I know the patient better than anyone else because I live with the patient. <laughs> yes, you actually know her very every well. Day. <laughs> so one thing that I asked them to change this time around was my blood pressure because they monitor obviously our blood pressure. And the target blood pressure on my care plan was was really low. It was, it, it was normal. It was like 117 over um, 89, 80. And they said that that was what my average was. But that isn't my average. My blood pressure is actually pretty high. And it, the care plan has said there have been no changes to her uh, medication for 
And that's not true. We changed medications. We monitored my blood pressure. That's one of the things I talk about at each of my appointments. So when I looked at my care plan, I said, I think this could be a place where we make some changes to say we have been monitoring her. We have tried two different medications and we're still trying to stabilize her. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's something where I think they said the status quo, the status quo, but it's not the status quo. Right. Something has changed. Well, so uh, it's interesting because, you know, um, as you know, I wrote this article called Patient Engagement, Reality or Annoyance. And, you know, everybody wants the patient to be engaged. But um, did you find that you were you sometimes can be a little annoying that you want yes. to be engaged? <laughs> I mean, I'm trying to say this politely, no. but it's like, it, it is, it's really frustrating. We're trying to participate and it's not always the way people want us to participate. And that's where the conflict can happen. And, you know, I've been trying to educate healthcare professionals, I know you have, is that we engage in different ways and they got to roll with us. <laughs> yeah. And I appreciate everything, you know, other advocates like you are trying to do for that because the, the fact that they call it an annoyance at all is very Well, upsetting. I called it an annoyance. Well, I'm sure that's how they <laughs> feel it. Yeah. You can tell body language, you know, <sighs> you can read body words, language. Okay. okay. Or, um, you know, here, just sign here. Yeah. And, and I, I went to this appointment once, and it's the first time it's ever happened to me, but you have to sign these confidentiality papers. I had one doctor ever do this to me. said, take this, read it, and bring it back to me at the next visit. And it was interesting because I normally you're sitting you're in the office and that. you're supposed to you know, sign everything because it's right before you, you don't want to, you don't want to wait to get in the appointment because you got to fill out all this paperwork for a new doctor. And I really appreciate the fact that this doctor said, take this, I want you to read it and bring it back to me signed. That's amazing. I mean, and it was the first time it ever happened. It really wasn't anything significant. It was really about confidentiality and different aspects. But um, the fact that they asked me to take it and read it and bring it back and sign it so I could read it at my own leisure made me actually want to read it more. Because I'm like, wow, this must really be important if they want me to have time. And it wasn't much more important than the normal one, but it did give me a new perspective on um, just valuing that they really wanted me to understand the information. Well, that's exactly what I did with my care plan this past month. Uh, They gave it to me and I politely, as politely as I can be with my nurse, we know each other very well, I said, um, you know, I'm not going to go ahead and sign this today, but if you give me a copy, I'll take it home, I'll read it, and any questions I'll bring back, and you tell me when uh, the doctor's available to talk about it. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly what happened, and she scheduled a little extra time in my next appointment. Okay. Because I had questions. Right. Well, and I think it is, it's that... um, you know, that is the right. And I think sometimes the healthcare system is so fast paced and everybody wants to get things done quickly. And then, of course, I don't want to sit there and take any longer of filling out forms. But at the end of the day, if we don't manage our care plan and be part of it, we're not going to do well. So it's end up going to cost us more time in the future if we don't do this. So what are some of the specific elements of a care plan or or any things that you want to bring up of some of the topics? Well, I do want to say that just to reiterate what you said, it is a condition for coverage. It is mandated mandated. for uh, patients to be part of the process. Now, how each facility goes ahead and 
does that, whether that's coming to you chair side and saying sign here or giving you an invitation letter, I mean, that's where you be the patient, you're the patient that is engaged and educated and knows that you have the right to review if you want. You don't have to. Well, and then also, too, if, if somebody's bringing your care plan when you don't feel good during dialysis, I mean, I personally think that's not a good time to sign anything. And you can request that you review it when you're not on dialysis and meet with the healthcare team. I, I think it's so important because it's it's your life, and this is your part. This is your opportunity to be able to be part of the plan, and and also I think um, it, it also lets healthcare professionals know that you really want to be engaged. Exactly. And unfortunately, you and I both met patients that do not want to be engaged. Yes, and that goes <laughs> to say that. My care plan process is not your care plan process. So it's not one size fits all. So maybe you like it near the chair because you're already there. Or maybe you want to come back a different day. Uh, You know, maybe you don't want to talk about it. Right. Maybe you you're want, in denial. You're still yeah. hearing blah 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 blah. <laughs> maybe maybe your sister can come. You know, one right. of the important uh, suggestions that we give to patients is, hey, if you're not ready or you're you're not feeling like you want to hear this or that you can hear this, you can bring someone with you. They encourage that as well. Right, and it is. It's I mean, you know, and then after you start dialysis, uh, initially thirty days and sixty days, then it's once a year. I mean, it's once a year, and so you should milk it for everything you can get right as a patient you should milk that one year care plan to review every aspect of it and and show the healthcare professionals on the team that you want to be actively involved because if you think about it that is what they're going to use to treat you for the rest of the year right so if you say nutrition is really important to me i keep having my potassium super super high what can we do you know, and you have your entire team there, your nutritionist, your social worker, your doctor. Let's tackle this together as a team. Right, as a team. And I mean, one of the things may be that, you know, I really want to get back to work. I mean, that might be part of the care plan and then that they can help you get stable enough or find a treatment schedule or work with you to really try to accommodate you. Yes, I must say the psychosocial section of the care plan is very detailed. Work, family, health. I mean, everything is, it asks a lot of questions so that it can really attest to what you need. Right. I know it is. It's, um, um, I know with dialysis care, it gets somewhat like, I don't want to say, I guess the term is cookie cutter. Like you just go in and yes. you just kind of forget about it. I mean, it's a very serious process. I mean, when you're on hemo, you have blood circulating out of your body. When you're on peritoneal, it's a little bit different. It's still the process of cleaning the blood. And that is, is pretty intense. And yeah. it does. It, it deserves a lot of attention to make us feel good and make us be as active as possible. So that's why the care plan is so important because it's the roadmap. And I think to your point, the physical toll becomes a mental toll, and then we need to figure out how we're doing mentally. How are you feeling? Mm-hmm. And sometimes our social workers are a bit overworked. I mean, everyone says it. So this right. care plan is a time for you to have that one-on-one because your social worker is looking at your file. Right. Looking at in the file. And now for the people listening right now, um, they may be thinking, did I ever sign a care plan? Did, you know, did I, you know, it, can they just ask the facility for a copy of their care plan? 
They can. And so uh, they know what the past one is so they can be ready for the next time when um, they're up for, I guess, review. I mean, it sounds kind of intense. Like, yeah, like I a mean, job review. It really well, is. I know. It's like an, I mean, a review is almost like an appeals board, I feel like. But <laughs> it's not that. It's just you're up to review it and make changes to, to um, improve your well-being. I don't like the word review. I mean, it sounds kind of weird, like you're sitting behind and you're reviewing you. But. I feel like it's a performance review, but it's on the wrong side. It should be on the staff, not on the <laughs> Oh, you're going to give the, yeah, say, oh, let, yeah. Me, let me review you now. Yeah, because uh, my potassium is so high how does that reflect on you i know it's really the professional's fault because they're eating all that great food in the <laughs> in the um you can smell it when you're on dialysis so uh, all the uh, healthcare professionals are having lunch and you can smell it so it forces you to go out and eat potassium right right <laughs> or that popcorn you want that so bad after you hear it smell it and you want to go eat salt what we can't have that oh you can have popcorn but not a lot of salt yeah then what's the point, Lori? I know. What's the point? I mean, um, so so give us a, a, some, um, your part of the uh, Network 18. Um, they had a project on, you know, creating a care plan, um, creating a yes. tip sheet, and actually bringing awareness to the community. So uh, tell us a little bit about that. Yes. Yeah, so the network picks uh, a project every year to work on to improve uh, the patient experience. And based on some of our own uh, feedback from the network group, we noticed that the care plan process was very different from facility to facility from great from a great meeting to no meeting at all and the patient not even knowing, like you said, did I sign that? So it was like a full spectrum. So we thought, hey, here's a place where we could do uh, some good. So we came up with a sheet of 10 tips, just 10 tips. If you know you're going into your care plan, here are 10 tips. Uh, and we've touched on them some on some of them before, like uh, that, the fact that you can bring someone with you. That's one of our tips. So we created 10 tips and we created a letter to go with it. So the idea is that the clinic passes out the letter and says, your care plan is coming up next month, something like this, uh, and lets him know or lets the patient know, you can participate if you wish, but you don't have to. If you wish to participate, here are 10 tips to help that experience go well, mm -hmm. to help you get the most out of it. And it is, it really comes down to Joanna, um, it's our responsibility. It's our life. And we, you know, we need to be really active to do well. I mean, I've never met a patient that did not participate in their care and did well. Yes. I mean, I, I you know, the, uh, what do I say? The pain in the butt survive. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've, I've been known to be a pain in the butt, you know, and, um, and I always try to be nice about it. I don't try to be confrontational, but, um, you know, you have to ask for what you need when you're a patient and not be afraid of it. And I remember have you, one have situation. You read, have you read our 10 tips? Because you're basically saying all of our tips. I, I am. Yes, I've been living in my whole life. And, <laughs> I, you know, I just remember once that, you know, I was actually not in the facility, but uh, somebody approached me. I actually had a, a, a central line at the time. They wanted to access my central line and they didn't have a mask on. Oh, boy. And I said, sorry, you can't. You can't. I'm sorry, you can't touch me. And, and, you know, and it felt really uncomfortable because it is uncomfortable when you don't feel good to speak up. But I promise you, and you can tell, you, you can probably attest to this too, the more you do it, the better you get at it. Yeah. The, the it's like yeah, a muscle. It's exactly. like a muscle. You get a little bit better at it. You're a little awkward. 
And for the healthcare professionals listening, you know, give patients a break if they kind of over, like, I don't want to, you know, you don't always know how to communicate when you're trying to speak up for yourself. Because I think the point, the reason why that, if I've been a little short with my healthcare professionals is because it, when I said something, that was the fifth time I thought it. So in my head, I'm nagging myself four different times, like, oh, they should really fill in the blank. And then on the fifth time, I said, you should really put on a mask. But it's the first time hearing it. But I've said it five times. <laughs> so you have a couple people in your head, don't you? Yes. <laughs> I do, too. I yes. think that's why we're friends. Yes. <laughs> I, don't, I don't like people that don't have different people in their head, do you? Yeah, you but all, are kidding. all of yours crazy? Because um, all of mine are Well, you know gone. what? I've been told to silence them. So that's what I'm trying to do. And we all have committees in our heads that you know, uh, tell us what we're not doing or what we should be doing. But the one thing we all need to do is to speak up to get the best care. So thank you, Joanna. So, so much for um, helping explain the care plan and the dialysis setting. And I'm sure they're in every other setting too, from transplant to, you know, everybody has some kind of care plan when you're seeing a healthcare professional, but dialysis is, is extremely intense and that one you have to be on top of. So yes. Thank you so much for sharing. Thank you, Lori. Thanks for listening to Kidney Talk, a program of Renal Support Network. Please make sure to find us on Facebook or sign up for our newsletter at rsnhope.org. Kidney Talk is intended for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment from your physician. Always seek the advice of your own health care provider regarding your medical condition.